welcome back to Real Estate Renovators. For those who are just tuning in and you don't know, Real Estate Renovators is the business advisory show for real estate professionals. She got it right. I know it's one of the first times. It just flowed off the tongue, Chanel. Thank well you. done. Can we say it's like the fourth take? This, <laughs> I don't think the fourth take was my fault. No, you got it right, right every time, to be fair. You got it anyway, right every time. boys, stop distracting the main host, <laughs> please. Yes. Without further ado, I'd like to present my co-hosts. If Again, if you just tuned in and, you, and you fi- you're trying to figure out who these two gentlemen are. <laughs> we've got the Persian princess, Mr. Rexy Afrasiabi, to the right. And you got my surname. You pronounced my surname right. Well, we'd hope so after 10 episodes <laughs> Five takes, wouldn't we? <laughs> this is true. How are you, Chanel? I'm well, Rexy. How are you? I'm super pumped about today. I'm, I'm pumped excited. too. I'm actually also excited. Have you seen how Bill looks today? Like, Bill, what's I haven't going even got, on? Hang on, I haven't even got to introduce him because <laughs> our audience, again, we, we have to continue to let our audience know it's not Jason Statham. Uh, Bill, difficult Oh my god, you got mine. <laughs> yes, you I nailed one? it. You got my name right as well. Amazing. You're just so good at this now. I'm, I'm extremely such a eloquent. Professional. Thank you. Thank you. How are we, Bill? I'm really good. I'm really good. And as Rex said, you know, made the extra effort today with the old um, with the old dress. Because can we tell the audience why? What happened when you <laughs> interviewed our guest? Okay, so um, very quickly, today's episode, as you, as I'm sure you know, is Mike Green, and Mike Green's one of the most experienced heads in real estate in Australia. I met him a couple of times over Zoom, but never face to face. I was a little bit nervous, and I don't get nervous too often, as you guys know. I was a little bit nervous to meet him, and I walked in, and I was wearing just a, a sh- an open shirt was from Brisbane. And, um, and I walked in for the interview and he said to me, Bill, would you like to borrow one of my ties? And um, I, was, I was taken back a little bit, but of course it was complete banter. I love how he just rocks up wearing a t-shirt like he's fucking Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> like, calm down, you're not Mark Zuckerberg, you're Steve Jobs. He was actually an absolute legend about it. He was just, take, he was just um, having a laugh with me and um, putting me on the spot, but it was, it was heaps of fun. And he was everything you'd expect him to be. You know, it was awesome. It was an awesome interview. And Bill didn't realise we're shooting Mike today or right now so he actually did a wardrobe change before this as well <laughs> i did i was actually in a t-shirt and a jacket and on a quick quick dress change just for my green just well, you really stepped it up, up a notch for this particular guest and why wouldn't me i mean in 25 years of experience in the real estate industry um one of the most experienced real estate professionals in australia um mike green for those who don't know um, basically is the owner of harcourts international and the managing director of harcourts until 1999 um, he operated and directed Hark- the Harcourts franchise to where it is today, with over 10,000 people in nine countries. He's now the executive director of operations and he leads the strategic initiatives for the global network. So quite a phenomenal guest. So no wonder you stepped it up and, and top-notch outfit today, <laughs> Bill. Um, but without further ado, guys, let's introduce our interview with Bill and Mike Green. So Mike Green, thank you very much for coming on the show. You're welcome. Good to be here. Brilliant. Well, everyone's very excited to have you on the show today. You're oh, well, the... I hope I don't let you down, Bill. Oh, no, I'm sure you won't. I'm sure you won't. You're, you're one of the most experienced heads in Australian real estate yeah. and New Zealand real estate. So the first question we're going to ask you is, how have you seen real estate change over the years and has it changed for the better? Um, yeah, but interesting question when you first sort of suggested maybe that one, because I thought about it and, and the obvious or part of the obvious answer is real estate's changed hugely. You know, if you look back, I've been 40 odd years now. Um, and from when we started to where we are today is manifestly different. Um, and yet the other side of that coin is that real estate hasn't changed at all. You know, the basics are the basics. It's a, it's a people business. It's about the relationships you build. Um, it's, it's very much a, a one-on-one belly-to-belly business, and that hasn't changed. Um, what has changed, though, I think, is, is the industry far more professional. Um, I think we've got more tools now than we've ever had, which at times can be a bit overwhelming and actually causes probably a degree of frustration, but we have more tools now than we've ever had 
for nurturing client relationships, for operating our businesses, for making sure that, that we focus on our key strengths and do those things well. So um, I think there's an awful lot of, of technology and communication change. Um, legislative change obviously mm. is, has impacted us in, in, in lots of different ways with privacy and a whole lot of stuff, you know, the whole digital data and, you know, that's created a whole lot of change. So there's been massive change um, and yet I think people have, you know, within the industry have got, got to be really careful that the industry is still the same as it always was. You know, it's about people dealing with people and it's about good people with integrity, giving good advice and helping people through, you know, often the biggest decision that they ever make in their lives. Mm. Um, and we're very privileged to be involved in that. And I think it's a huge responsibility. So we can never lose sight of people. Uh, and that's really what it's about. And I think uh, at times we get sidetracked, you know, all this prop tech and I shouldn't, I shouldn't <laughs> give you a slap but um, you know people get they spend their lives trying to find the newest latest silver bullet that's going to change their business and their lives and all that and the simple reality is there isn't one you know there's lots of different things you can use and and you can be more effective and more efficient but at the end of the day it's about who you are as a person and how you connect with other people so I think long answer to a short question I think the industry's changed massively and yet it hasn't changed at all and yeah. if we can stay focused on what we actually do, um, then I think that's where our most successful people are. You know, they're not sitting behind computer screens all day long. They're not um, doing all these other things. They are simply talking to more people, providing outstanding service, great advice, caring, um, just doing the professional things that a real estate agent should do. Yeah, and it's, a, it's funny, you know, my role at PropTech Group, obviously we're a technology company, but we always say that technology is a means to the end, not in the end in itself. Exactly. Um, and it's all about giving agents more time to do that personalized one-on-one -on -one service, right? If you, technology should just help them do the easy stuff yep. so they can spend more time doing the important stuff. Yeah, we, we talk about technology being an enabler. It yep. should enable us to be better, to be more effective and more efficient, um, but it's never going to sell a house. No, exactly, exactly. And yeah, just, just going on the people aspect, you know, um, sure. has you, the industry um, seems like it's changed, but it stayed the same at the same time. Uh, there's a, the, the, what we're trying to do is the same. Yes. But what about the people involved? Um, obviously, um, yeah, you know, the people have changed because times passed. But has the profile of an agent changed? Um, yes, I think it. Well, no, I don't. I don't know if it has. I think one of the interesting things about real estate is you've got every type of variation in the business in terms of people. You know, some very young people. Um, admittedly, you know, the young ones that I look at now. It's a different perspective. They look like they're 12. <laughs> but you have some very young people that do exceptionally well. And then you've got, you know, our, our, one of our top guys is over 80 and still doing a great job. So there's a wide variety of age. Um, there's a wide variety of, of background and, and um, you know, cultural background and diversity. So there is no sort of stereotypical real estate agent. Um, it's more the behaviours and the traits of the person. So I, I don't think that's changed over the years. I think, as I said, uh, before the professionalism has certainly risen. So whereas not many people leave school and say, I'm going to be a real estate agent, you know, like um, certainly 30, 40 years ago, it was sort of a secondary occupation. It was a, the one you did when you got made redundant or mm. you didn't know what to do or sales was your thing. Um, I think there are more and more people now that see it as a viable career. Uh, and I think that's a great thing. I, I think the industry's worked really hard to try and um, foster an impression that we are actually a profession and that we actually are professional people and that we have integrity. And um, one of the challenges we have is you only ever hear about the, the handful of bad experiences people have or the, you know, the rogue agents that 
clean their trust accounts out or whatever and mm. that's front page news you know another real estate agent so we've we've been maligned as an industry um, for many many years but i think as we've become more professional as we've attracted perhaps people that may not have necessarily come into the industry in the past but now see it as a viable uh, opportunity i think that's lifted the whole perception mm. of real estate agents yeah. and you know the, and, the, and the i guess the the travesty or the the challenge for us 90% of the time the clients we deal with are thrilled and and have a great experience um, love what you know we do and, and and really do appreciate what we've done to help them um, but you don't really hear about the 90% or the, even the 95% it's always that little percent that go badly wrong yeah. uh, and not always our fault but sometimes clearly it is every industry has the um, you know that element um, they're the ones you hear all about and, and I think we get tired a little bit with that when really the vast majority of real estate people are dedicated, committed, you know, they, they have integrity, they work really hard for their clients, they really care and they get great results. And as I said to you earlier, um, you know, we're privileged because we work with people most of the time who are going through significant moments in their lives and, mm -hmm. you know, buying or selling a home, most people don't do that often. Yeah. And so it's it's a major financial decision. It's normally their greatest asset. You know, we get to help them through that. Um, and so, you know, we have a, a, a huge responsibility, but we have this opportunity to really help people. And, and in the vast majority of cases, I think we do. Yeah. And I, I certainly think that, you know, the, the real estate <coughs> agents becoming certainly more professional and more as an advisor rather than just as a salesperson. And that's, that's a great thing, I think. And, yeah. you know, most professional services businesses have to move to that to, that to be relevant uh, moving forward. Yep. Speaking of moving forward, we've talked a little bit about the past. How about the future? What's the next, you know, five, ten years look like in real estate? Yeah, you? it's that's a really interesting question. And if, if I really knew the answer, I probably <laughs> wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one because we're in massive change. I mean, the last two years with the pandemic, you know, it's something I don't think very many of us have ever experienced. And, and it's changed what we're doing hugely. You know, we've had to pivot. Um, we've, we're doing a huge amount of auctions online now people buying property that have never seen it. Um, you know, all of our awards functions have been through Zoom for a period of time. We've, you know, we've got offices that haven't been open for quite some time and people working from home. Um, so you've had that whole shift and that's, that's, you know, who'd have thought two and a bit years ago that we'd be going through this and having to do that. Um, and it's been interesting some of the other shifts that are happening because initially it was sort of oh this is quite cool and, and Zoom and we changed and you know, the, your uncertainty around the pandemic isn't helpful, but we, we pivoted and, and our Melbourne offices, for instance, have just been going gangbusters online auctions and, mm. and they've really done a great job and, and stepped up what they've done. Um, but now we're seeing almost a bit of a reverse. You know, people are, are tired of the, the work from home and tired of the lack of people connection. Mm. Um, we've had a few live events, um, which, you know, we've, we, we couldn't um, take everyone that wanted to come. They were so excited just to get back together and, and have that connection. And I think when you look at the industry going forward, it's one of the un undeniable, I think, foundational pieces is it's about people. And, you know, we've seen different models where they've tried to do it online and they've had online negotiation and, you know, you don't have to talk to anyone and buy a house and it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And part of it is the, the transaction is so far normally between for most people. So I might buy and sell a house every seven, 10 years. So it's not like going down and buying a, a computer or going down to the grocery store once a week, a very different transaction. So when I approach it, you know, people say, oh, you can get everything you need online. You can get all the information, do it yourself, all that stuff. People don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's too, there's too much at stake. 
it's too far between the transactions. I want someone who can guide me through it and really help me and give me the best advice and all that stuff. And and so when you look at the future and, and prop tech's exploding, we've seen that. Um, the pandemic has driven us even further towards it. But I still think the fundamentals moving forward aren't going to change. And and there'll be new tech and there'll be new ways of doing things. And you know, we see in a really good market, and I've seen three or four of them now where the markets have gone gangbusters, and you see all these new business models pop up and the next best thing and mm-hmm. there's the uh, and I'm not going to name any of the individuals at the moment, but we in the industry, you know who they are, and they've popped up, and it's, oh, you can do this from home, and you know you can just do this, and it's great. And and they do it when the market's flying because yeah. you know you turn up and smile, and, and, and you can sell real estate. <laughs> um, and then we see the market shift, and of course, a lot of them just disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, and, and what that tells me is that the basic fundamentals of real estate don't change. How we do it might, and, and tech certainly is changing it. So if you look at the next 10 years, um, I think the basic fundamentals don't change. It's people talking to people, getting advice, being guided um, through that transaction. So that doesn't change. I think, though, one of the, the real core elements, and, and you know, I'd be interested in sort of exploring this a bit, is the data side. Mm. Um, because I think, as real estate people, traditionally, we've known the data is important but we've not really known what to do with it. And, and in the past, we've given it to third-party providers for different things who have then in turn packaged it up, sold it back to us. Um, and I think that there the really needs to be a shift in our industry where we control our own destiny by controlling our own data. Yeah. Uh, and it's a big one because we're real estate agents and that's what we do and, and, and we're good at that and we focus on that. And it's a very specialist area. And I mean, you know better than I, yeah. the, you know, building data lakes and doing all these things that um, are so critical uh, is not something you just do, you know, out of fun and fancy. It's no. it's a really specialist area, but I think as an industry we need to take more control and we need to uh, look at what we're doing with our data, where we're putting it, who we're letting uh, use it, who we're giving access to it, um, and really take control because it's one of the greatest assets we have, and yet we don't utilize it. It's it's nuts. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting because data uh, data. I mean. Facebook is a data business. We all know that now. We learned that with Cambridge yeah. Analytica and the like that, you know, they, they've sold our data back to us and made billions of dollars. But I think data for a real estate agent especially is not only will it be, help you build a more efficient business, make it more profitable and the like, but it'll also provide a better customer experience yes. by knowing, you know, when you have to pick up the phone and you're actually talking to someone that you know from the data actually wants to buy or actually wants to sell, that's a better experience than yes. calling someone that doesn't want to buy or sell for the customer, not only for the agent. So you have to make less calls, but also, the client doesn't have to hear from you yep. when he doesn't want to, right? So, yep. so data is such an important piece to play. And, you know, as you said, real estate agents have got so much of that data. Speaking well, of... And, and I think we have the, the, the key thing that we, I think we over- underestimate is that we have the most up-to-date live data there is. Mm. So, you know, the value of general stuff normally is two to three months old. Um, there are very few places you can get data that's live, like right now. And, you know, a lot of the homes that we are listing and selling, they've been renovated, they've been changed multiple times. So a lot of the old, even Google Earth, what have you, a lot of the photos are just old and don't actually, um, don't reflect what the home's like now. So one of the huge advantages we have is we have huge numbers of people out on the market every day taking photos, uh, getting information on properties and our clients that's as up-to-date as you can find anywhere. And that's actually miles more up-to-date than most. So we have a distinct advantage. Um, and it's utilizing the data, utilizing that advantage that we've got to actually grasp. And, and um, I'm going to use this platform to 
to push this a bit. We started a, an organisation here in Australia five years ago now called REIP, R-E-I-P, mm -hmm. Real Estate Industry Partners. Um, we were looking at portals at that stage and, and you know, that was that eternal cycle of the industry trying to do its own portal yeah. to, um, that never worked. And there's lots of reasons why it didn't work. But um, what has come out of this is REIP have stayed together. Uh, we've worked really hard and through the pandemic we were able to really support and help um, lots of people in the industry in terms of you know, how, do you, how you adapt to what's going on, how you best uh, look after your people, look after your business. Um, we've had quite a bit of influence with government in terms of some of the rules around how, what we could do during lockdowns and what have you, which obviously has helped the industry. Um, but the longer term goal of, of REIP is, is to provide strong leadership uh, for the industry uh, that's about the industry and, and things like data, making sure data is at the centre of what we do and taking control of it for the industry, not for a profit, not for a you know, commercial undertaking, but for our industry. And if we can give it back, um, package it up, give it back at no cost to the industry, it's going to help. Mm. You know, REIP um, has five key foundational pieces. Wealthy, um, welfare of, of the industry is one of them. You know, our, our suicide rates, the stress that, that real estate agents have been under has gone up as it has for, for most uh, most people. So how do, we, how do we better deal with that? How do we provide the support for the industry at times where... You know, it's, it's really tough. Um, the financial um, profitability of offices and individuals, you know, one of our major focuses is, is to help our real estate businesses, irrespective of branding and group and independent, but help all real estate businesses be more profitable. Mm -hmm. Because if they're more profitable, obviously people are, are, are achieving their goals and, and, you know, building great lives, but they're also in a, a much better position to provide more support and resources and you know, so a, a really viable, profitable real estate business is, yeah. is a really important part of um, our economy. Um, so there are a couple of the major points, you know, the, the relevance of the industry, the PR and the industry, you know, as I said before, we see a lot of negativity. We should be out there telling everyone about the good things and the good s stories and, and where we've really made a difference and help people. So REIP is, is uh, a body that is absolutely committed to bringing the leadership in, in Australia together, to have a focus on the industry, uh, as opposed to just, you know, the REIs um, around the country in the main do a great job. You know, the REIA, the Real Estate Institute of Australia, uh, is our national leadership body, um, but they have a very singular or, or, or simple view of what their role is, and they see it more around government and legislation, and, and that's a huge important part. Um, but the welfare of the industry and the profitability and the relevance and the PR and profile are huge parts of what we need to focus on. And, and I don't think right now, well, we don't believe that there has been that focus. Um, and so REIP is something that we're passionate about. Um, a lot of industry leaders are involved with. We want to grow that um, because we want to take control of our, our data. We want to make sure that we're relevant. We want to look after the people in the industry. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's funny that, that technology conversation we're having and, and with REAP, it's, it's all about people, right? Yes. It's all about how can we get the best for our people in the industry, but also clients. And, you know, we're not in the metaverse yet, as uh, I'm sure Zuckerberg all wants us to be, but we're not in there yet. And, you know, when we're dealing, when we're selling houses, you're dealing with people and the agents of people. And, you know, agents work a lot of hours. It's a very stressful role. Um, so anything we can do to help that industry is commendable. So it's great, it's great that that initiative is great that, um, that you guys are doing. Um, now, Harcourts is not only huge in Australia and New Zealand, but you've got global presence in Canada, uh, South Africa, Indonesia. Um, 
What makes a great Harcourt's real estate agent? Um, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting question. Again, I wish I knew the answer to that one. Um, <laughs> I think that in terms of agents, it's, you know, there's, there's, as we said earlier, there's massive diversity in who the successful agents are and, um, and they come from all sorts of backgrounds and what have you. So it's really hard to quantify. I think, you know, there's some common traits Great agents are competitive. Um, great agents are compassionate. They, you know, they do care. You know, you hear, you know, um, stories, but the, the really great agents really do care, mm. and they're focused on outcomes for clients, not on commissions. Um, so there's some basic traits, but it's hard to say what a great agent is. In terms of business owners and and um, the guys running the businesses, you know, one of the challenges we've had as an industry is it's sort of been, it's it's almost like an expectation, you know, you get to a certain point oh, where you should step into business ownership, That that's the next logical step up if you like. But being a business owner and running a team and managing a team and growing a business is so different to being a top performing agent, you know, they're quite uniquely different things mm-hmm. and so they require different skills and different mindsets and, and so very often we've had really good agents go into business and realize that being a business owner is not their strength and and it costs them in their own performance and production as well as they don't <coughs> necessarily um, deliver on the role of a business owner as well as they could. So, And that's a challenge for our industry and it has been for many years. So I think one of the things that, that we try and focus on is <coughs> obviously you know having top performing people involved is, is important to grow presence and profile. Um, but making sure that the person that wants to run the business and be the business owner understands what that means and has a different skill set. And it's all about um, selflessness. You know, as a business owner, it's all about your people and their success. And that's that's the sort of person we look for. Um, business acumen and skills is really important, but understanding the difference. It's all about your people's success. And, and that's our best business owners. They're the ones that focus on their team, provide outstanding uh, environments for their team, you know, constantly giving them all the support and backing and help that they can. And it's more important to the business owner that their team succeed than they succeed. And ultimately, if you take that approach, (coughs) excuse me, then your business, you become enormously successful anyway by creating that environment. So the best business owners are the ones that absolutely understand that. And it's, it is a challenge. You know, I mean, mm. anyone will tell you, you know, running a business, you've got a whole lot of different dynamics you know, with people and, um, and and just the commercial realities and the legislative stuff and the things you've got to be aware of and yeah. financial. I mean, there's a whole raft of things. And that takes a different skill set um, from being a top performing agent. Yeah, certainly. And, um, you know, in any services industry um, like this, you know, being that servant leader, you know, wanting your team to succeed first and foremost is, is, is so vital. So, and, you, and you're right. And you hear that and you see that, you know, the servant leadership model. But the vast majority don't do that. You know, like it's because it's so they've, they've come up through an industry where they've been competitive, where they've mm-hmm. been driven, they've been doing all these things. And then we get to servant leadership and it's, it's like a huge chasm to cross. Um, so for a lot, it's hard to do that. And but the ones that do, and that have, you know, can harness the competitiveness and what have you with servant leadership, actually do a wonderful job. Yeah, it's um, you know, competitiveness is not a dirty word, right? It's good, no. good to be competitive, um, but you can do it in the right way, uh, empathetically, and to help the for the greater good of, of yes. your team, right? So that's that's definitely something that can be done. Um, you know, Harcourts has got such a great brand and such such a big market share in Australia, New Zealand, especially. Why do why do you think so many people have chosen Harcourts? Um, yeah, it's a good question. I think um, if you look at groups or independents or the industry, um, 
and especially now, you, the stuff, the CRMs, the all that, you can get that now anywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys obviously provide a, a raft and a range of really quality um, products and things that anyone can, you know, use. So it's become less important or less compelling the stuff. Um, but it's certainly become more important, I think, and especially in the last uh, few years, it's more about community. It's the community you're in. So we've always focused very hard at Harcourts around culture. And, and you know, we hear that word a lot and, and um, everyone has got a culture. Mm. Uh, it's whether by design or by accident, <laughs> but um, we've worked really hard at that. So we've got some base principles, um, our vision, uh, our values uh, that are very uh, widely read. And, and if you go into any of our offices, 99% have the values on the wall. And that's not something that, that we've mandated or told them to do or whatever. It's because the people that are attracted to that sort of environment love that sort of thing and, yeah. and put it up there. It becomes you know a, a key part of what they do. So I think there's, there's a whole lot of fundamentals that have, have grown culture. You know, we're privately owned. Uh, there's RNI and, and um, our business partner, Paul, um, and been privately owned all the time. So that adds a different dynamic. And both, well, all three of us have been in real estate long term. I went in when I started when I was 19. Um, I Just a few years ago, Mike. It was. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> it feels like a few now. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Paul went into real estate when he was 23. And Irene was in real estate when she was 26 or 7, I think. Um, so we're, we're long term real estate people. Yeah. Um, privately owned company and that that makes a difference you know our decision making isn't driven by return on investment or shareholder um, expectations or any of that sort of stuff Um, it's very much driven by what's the best for our people and what's the best for this group and I and I think that culture is the defining part for Harcourts and you know people come to our events our awards functions and say wow I've never never felt this where everyone in the room's cheering for everyone else and and it's so it's manifests itself in many ways we have annual conferences, uh, HX we call them, um, three days and, and all of our suppliers and no doubt you'll be at our one in May. Um, but the, the, the suppliers often make the comment, gee, we've been to a lot of different functions and events, never felt spirit and, and um, you know, the culture as strong as we've felt here. So mm. that in, in the end is our primary difference. Um, it's decision making around people, it's focusing on values, um, we're really clear on our vision, really clear on, on um, what that needs to be, and that's what drives our culture. Yeah, and I've got to say, from you know, from a supplier's perspective, you guys are always on the front foot, and especially with technology, to make sure that you're doing the absolute best you can by by um, the best technology without you know making it a singular focus, but um, moving forward with yeah. Well, it's, it's like I mean, we're obviously involved right now with the rollout of Vault across New Zealand, Australia, um, and that's massive. You know, yep. six hundred plus offices mm-hmm. that are changing their operating system. So, yep. you know, and that's not something um, that you can do just sort of throw it at them and good luck and the help desks there give them a ring, you know, like you can't. And, no, and we've got a team, as you well know, um, in-house now that's purely there for the transition, project management. We've got the, on, um, the help desk that's there, <coughs> excuse me, on top of our corporate team that are, have been trained up so they can get support. And, and our belief, it's, it's about the people. You know, we've got to guide the people through this. We've got to make it as easy uh, and painless as we can because it is a significant change. And most people, you know, there are very few people like change. You know, we all mm. struggle a bit with it. So we've got to make sure um, that our people feel the least amount of pain on the way through and it doesn't disrupt their businesses or their lives. And, um, and that's our focus. So that's why we've invested heavily in the people on the ground to actually do this. 
Um, and, and I guess that just reflects the focus, you know, first value, people first. Yep. Um, and so it's got to be about that. You know, we've got to make sure that when we get to the end of this, there'll be glitches. I mean, yep. there always are. You guys never give us anything that's 100% right. <laughs> We're always going to have a problem. <clears throat> but often it's how you fix it, how quick you react to it, yep. you know, how you get through it that makes a difference. So, you know, hopefully we'll get to the end of this year. We'll have 600 officers moved across. Um, and the general experience will be a good one and, and they'll be enjoying the, the new systems and, and all the, the benefits that brings uh, and hopefully the, the focus that we've had on people throughout the year will get us through that. Yeah, that, that's, um, that makes total sense. And it goes back to, you've mentioned it a few times now, that value of people first. I think um, you know, that's, our values are, are very much aligned in that respect and that's probably yeah. why we're, we're doing so much business together. That's prop tech, um, not real estate renovators, but real estate renovators, our values are aligned as well. And yeah. for all the real estate renovators, I'd like to say thank you very much, Mike, for taking the time out. It's been so good to have you on here. We're so, all so excited to, to have you on. I'm sure um, all the viewers will be as well. So thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks for that. I appreciate it. Cheers. What a man. That was excellent. What do you think, Maxine? I really liked it. Like the things he talks about, it is a service business in the day. It is a and it is a privilege to be serving customers. It's one of the biggest transactions of their lives. Mm. Um, And as much as tech technology does assist you, end of the day, it's a people business. Absolutely. You're buying a house at the moment, so you would have seen firsthand what a customer experience on this is. It's really interesting. I mean, obviously, I'm speaking to real estate agents all day. That's what I do for a living, essentially, and I can identify a good agent in an interview. But it's not until I've really gone through this process in in buying a house that I've experienced agents. I reckon I've looked at about 15 to 20 homes and dealt with 15 to 20 different agents. And I can tell you right now, the level of service from particular agencies far outweighs the level of service from other agencies. So flipping it over and actually being part of their, you know, I, I am their market now and I'm dealing with them as people. I can tell you right now how you hire your people and the people in your business will determine success. It's not just technology, but the level of service, I think people forget that there are other people on the other side of it and it's not a transactional approach. It's really getting to know the person. Do you agree? Yeah, look, definitely. And you know, when you've got a leader like Mike Green who talks about being privileged to service clients, talks about the people in the industry and how he's trying to improve the industry, that permeates through the culture of a company. And that's why Harcourt's, or probably one of the reasons why Harcourt's have been so successful. I could not agree more. I mean, we've dealt with a lot of Harcourt's business owners as clients, both Rex and I. I think there's a very common theme with the business owners. Their cultures are very similar. Their franchises are similar. They've all bought into the the culture of Harcourt's. Uh, It's not just a franchise, it's a culture in itself. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've been privy to go to their quarterly awards and some of their annual awards, and it is... It's not just a culture, it's a real culture. It's a really family, it's a family feel franchise. And when you work in that business, you really feel like you're part of something. It's a, what he has created is quite phenomenal. And I think you know a lot of business owners in particular can take a lot from this episode in how to understand that real estate is a people business and the importance of a culture. And what also he mentioned, in addition to culture, is about technology being an enabler, enabling agents to do what they mm. need. And, you know, Bill, you're the technology guru. Yeah, I mean, we, we do a lot of their technology, obviously a prop tech group. And, you know, I, I love the way they go about it because even us at prop tech group, we're a technology company, but we, we say that technology is, is not the end in itself. It's the means to the end. I um, mean, it's all about how you can help agents do the menial tasks that aren't really important and then freeze up the time to do what is really important. That's that one-on-one time with your vendor or with your buyer to do, provide that higher level of service and that better overall experience. Absolutely. And I think that's what Mike Green talks about in this interview. The real estate industry has changed a lot, 
but then again, it hasn't really changed at all. It's always going to be a people business. Anyway, enough banter from us. Let's keep watching the rest of the episode with Mike Green. Now, I know you love that Mike Green episode so much, Chanel, but it's actually the end of the episode now. I thought there was a part B because there was so much information <laughs> yeah, was to get. but that's it. Well, we hope you have joy, enjoyed this episode with Mike Green and we'll see you next time on Real Estate Renovated. Oh, no one else wait. <laughs> oh, no, no.